Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Invasion. For the Republic! Frequency 1138 is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. Execute Order 66. Good soldiers follow orders. Good soldiers follow orders. Begun. The Clone War has. I found them. Repeat, I found them. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome back to the best accidental Star Wars podcast this side of the galaxy. We're just simple clones. Making our way. <laughs> like our father before us. I think that I got was... it. I got it. I totally got it. I think See, we all I got thought it. you'd forgotten what to say, but now I feel bad because I feel like I was interrupting a moment for you. Sorry. No, no I was actually, I kind of was expecting Leto to like step up and... And carry it, but yeah, Charlie on, did instead. On the quick step. <laughs> well done, Charlie. Thank you. You get, hang on, hang on. You get, where's the, oh, I don't know where they are now. <laughs> Here we go. You get, thumbs how, up. How nice. Did you do that? Oh, I feel so validated. How did you do that? How did we you can't, change We can't it? tell Lito how to do the emojis we on Skype. We can't tell Lito how to do it. No. Lito, you'll have to, you'll have to study. That's your homework it, assignment. It says React. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so welcome everybody to uh, Clone Army Radio's. What are we calling this? This is the way Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we do, this is the way Wednesday. We have to get something else out of the way. Uh, oh, I hate to say it like that, but um, Lido hasn't been watching the Bad Batch. But Charlie and I wanted to do like just a quick discussion about it before we jump into a really good Mandalorian episode, I believe. Um, so yeah, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> Should I mute my 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 headphones or do whatever you want to do? Man. I attention. would like to formally charge both John Favreau and Dave Filoni with my extended therapy bills post this season finale. Why is it always the characters that I get emotionally attached to? I've had enough of it. I've had enough. Yeah. Enough. I just. I just want to say I kind of called it too. Unfortunately, I said it because they were putting so much so much focus on tech this whole season that I'm like they're going to kill him off, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> but we didn't see a body, so you know what that means. Well, what? You serious? I do yeah. think it was a little suspicious that uh, uh, Doctor Hemlock was like, "This is all we found." Nah. Right. So tech's going to come back is like like half a body is going to be a. Yeah, a, a Tie Fighter or something, and he's gonna be a Tie Fighter. <laughs> It'll just be his head on top of a Tie Fighter. Can you not? <laughs> Sorry. My, one of our brothers has fallen, Johnny. I know. That was like a. I want to say, aside from that part, it was mostly like an underwhelming finale of the of the show. It had a lot of action and stuff like that, but I, I maybe just because of what happened with Tech, it kind of just mm. killed it for me. I think the last couple of episodes really kind of slowed down the steam 
I'm not saying that it wasn't emotional or impactful. I was crying my eyes out, but I cry at everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the first episode part of it was a little slower. And then the second part of it was obviously it just, I think we all knew where it was going. Like we all knew Omega was going to get captured, which obviously leads us nicely into like another season. Finally got to see Sid betray the batch, which, you know, everybody kind of expected at some point. Yeah. Um, Sid's um, a piece she of crap. Was just, it's, um, just as slimy and non-apologetic as I was expecting. I think it was it was a nice little kind of twist in the side. Like, we're already hurting from tech dying. This is just another, like... Never trust a Trandoshan. No, sure. never trust a Trandoshan. <sighs> um, yeah, you know, I guess now that I'm thinking back, it wasn't that underwhelming of an episode. I mean, there was a lot of stuff happening. Uh, I mean, they got captured. Did they... I was getting really tired at this point because I watched Mando and then The Bad Batch and I had worked all night. So I was a little tired towards the end. Did The Bad Batch, uh, like Hunter, Wrecker, and Echo, those guys got away, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I could not remember for the life of me. I'm like, so they just... Omega got captured. Then she saw Crosshair in like this uh i don't even know what you would call that like a laboratory with a bunch of clones just being you know yeah. worked and on and also like a bunch of tanks in the background again pretzel snoke um mentions of like the, the the emperor's plan oh yeah they did mention that and we saw uh krennic but he wasn't director krennic i forget what no he wasn't him. um it was ben mendelson voicing him but it was most likely reused lines from rogue one or like unused okay that but yeah, it cool specifically was Ben Mandelson, which was super cool. Re yeah. I recognized the voice like immediately. I don't know. I mean, I guess we see there's a season three. There has to be, yeah. right? So that's cool. Uh, and we saw a little bit of clone troopers fighting stormtroopers without stun guns, which was great. Yes, there the was some, some actual fatality in this episode. Like, that was really good to see. You know, there was a lot of... Yeah, now that I'm thinking back, okay, there's a lot of suspense <laughs> in the... the the rail cars and all of that that was horrific like yeah. i'm not particularly wibbly about heights but Same. that made my stomach turn i'll be honest what are your thoughts on season two like for me it it always oh, i kept saying it felt like it wasn't really going anywhere but it was enjoyable the whole time like i really yeah. i had a good time with season two and there were a couple parts that were blah but uh what what yeah i'll keep yeah <laughs> what were um, your overall thoughts on it as i didn't fully watch season one but what i did watch of season one i didn't particularly enjoy it's been really nice to sit and watch season two concurrently i kind of really fell in love with it i'm a bit annoyed at myself that i didn't watch season one as intently because i have such a soft spot for omega i'm really here for the kind of semi-helpless small child being raised by unlikely family scenario right always a puller of heartstrings for me and the character development seen in this season is elite compared to season one and the boost oh, yeah. in animation design um all of it is just such a ramp up from what i remember seeing all the way back when season one started yeah there have been a couple of slow episodes and there was one episode that i actually didn't like that much because it was just a bit boring mm. um <laughs> but yeah i get emotionally attached i invest myself and my favorite character dies so that's my own fault really isn't it <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i you know and it's like who else could they have killed to really impact like the season really he I, was I, I hate the to necessary say that, one to go <clears throat> it doesn't feel like yeah 
yeah it doesn't feel like a poor writing choice it feels like a necessary sacrifice in terms of driving the story forward it sets the stakes higher gives them more to fight for you know what's funny uh, is um i just watched did you ever see the day after tomorrow like disaster film about like the climate change and all of that it's like a little older don't think so oh uh, okay so there's a scene uh jennifer was just watching it a couple weeks ago and there's this scene that there's a guy hanging on a line just like tech and he cuts himself off to stop like pulling everybody else down and i was like wow did they watch this movie and borrow yeah. not, not like making fun of it just saying that it took me right to that film um because it was almost the same exact situation <laughs> Um, it felt like there was so much in that taken directly from films and themes of films that we're so familiar with in terms, especially in terms of action, mm-hmm. especially in terms of action. It was I was on the edge of my seat. I was fully with Omega, like, no, this is not going to happen. Go and get him. He's fine. He is. He's not fine. Right. Her uh, you spoke in the on the an- animation, her um, facial expressions were almost human like in those mm-hmm. situations. I was like, holy smokes this is they just every time i think that they've plateaued with how great the animation is they're like nope we can go higher yeah and and i love every second of it it's you know i don't really love every second of omega being you know heartbroken once again she gets echo back and then bye bye tech but um Oh, what did you think about the reveal i kind of felt like i saw it coming but it was still like a shocker that that was her sister so there's a, a meme account that I follow, a Star Wars meme account, and they post uh, Bad Batch memes after each episode. And the last slide on their little carousel of most recent images for this episode is a picture of that clone lady where it says, I'm your sister, Omega. And it just says in big letters over the top of it, OK, <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> they, like, they, OK, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> But I'm she sure seems this means like... something very important, but I am not in the headspace to interpret that right now. I am too hurt and upset. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, they put a focus on her like here and there throughout the season. And then the way she kept talking to um, Crosshair, like this is only going to get worse for you if you go out that door and all of that. Like almost like she was looking out for him. I'm like, what is this connection? And then it's like, oh, OK, there, <clears throat> you know, it's an older Omega interesting yeah really creepy an odd thing to like expose a child to like here is here is the time travel benjamin button adult version of you (laughs) right um but yeah so we'll see i guess where they're gonna head they obviously they're gonna have to rescue omega yeah i think that's gonna be the big plot um Tarkin being evil, um, whoever is voice acting for Tarkin is going ham on the like rolled R's evil British. I love it. I yeah. really love it. Peter Cushing would have adored it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He's um, God, I cannot remember the guy's name, but he's been doing Tarkin and all the animation may nice. have done Tarkin's voice. I think he did Tarkin's voice in Rogue One as well. Um, I think his first name's Steve. I can't think of his last name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he does a great Tarkin. I think we we might actually see what I'm hoping for is is clone troopers versus stormtroopers. I think it's yes, coming. I, I want think. like a full out like civil war. Like yes. Also, uh, Saw Gerrera popping up, which was super <gasps> cool. I forgot about that. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, when like they they appear in the corridor and they're like, mm-hmm. 
that was really smart kind of weighing each other. again it was very western it was very western train heists and all of this sort of stuff and yeah there, i saw a few people postulating because things like i think project stardust was mentioned in like the background yes. of something yeah um the woman the the helmeted stormtrooper who sounded an awful lot like Jin Erso, but i think when um, you calculate the timeline she's still quite young at this point not yeah because <clears throat> yeah, Saw Gerrera was obviously very young. Minimal battle damage. That's how we measure the age of Saw Gerrera. <laughs> <laughs> right. He didn't look all crazy with an afro yeah, yet, so... <laughs> one scar. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think that that could have been, but yeah, she probably would have been still a little child at that point, but... If, if I'm incorrect on that, please feel free, listeners, to correct us in the DMs. Yeah. Yeah, there's somebody that likes to... Um, Co correct not really correct us but like point things out but they it's usually very brief so bring them on we're not afraid <laughs> i i'm embarrassed more than afraid <laughs> yeah like uh what was what did i say As i can't even remember god it was only a week ago something i said last week that it occurred to me later on after we recorded that I was completely wrong. So I like did an Instagram thing about it. Like, well, I was right, you know, in a certain point of view, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it happens. We're okay with being wrong. Yeah. Lito and I have said it since day one ish that, you know, we're not experts. We like nope. to think no. we are, but we're not. So, yeah, we're sometimes as I am just, I can't speak for myself. I'm like, clueless as, as, you know, the brick on the wall. Yeah. That's why I come here. I come here to learn from you guys because to me, you uh, guys are, are know what's up. And I'm just like, how's it going? <laughs> nice. What I miss. What I miss. <laughs> so, um, I don't anything else about the Bad Batch, Charlie? Uh, <clears throat> I think that was everything on my list. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm upset. I want Omega to be okay. That's all. She will be. She's got crosshair there. Uh, you know, I think that was something else that I had said was that maybe she would find crosshair if she gets mm -hmm. captured. So she already found him. Maybe they'll help each other escape or something. I think crosshair would give his life for Omega. I think so, Especially too. Especially now he's had this big kind of turn of, like, change of heart. Yeah. He had an epiphany. He did. He had an epiphany. Epi uh, epiphany. Epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> Daylight, daylight saving time has uh, made Charlie very tired, everybody. Yeah, so. my brain is not... <laughs> I sound really hyperactive, but I'm actually incredibly tired. You see the dark circles going on. It's it's a mess. <laughs> this is why, if we ever start doing lives and video lives, I will be wearing so much makeup. <laughs> oh, God. Me too. My eyes are always <laughs> tired. <laughs> I'll be doing the episodes with cucumbers on them. <laughs> oh, that sounds so nice right about now. Don't. <laughs> All right. So get into uh, why we're here. This Let's is the way. Freaking go. Yes. So Let's don't ferret. Get on with it. I'm so excited. <laughs> this episode was awesome. I and, and, you know, we've heard since the first episode of the season, people were ripping on Gory and Shard and all of that. I like this guy. I don't know what to tell you. I like the pirates. I loved the intro, the Mando theme song had yes. like a pirate 
uh, style to it this week, and I was all I was all about it. I'm like, this is freaking great. Um, the uh, he had like a wheel for his uh, Corsair. Amazing, absolutely amazing. <laughs> they just went all out with the pirates and the little Ugnot, you know, his little uh, yes. sidekick. He was dressed like Smee. Yeah, right. <laughs> from from the animated Peter Pan, which made this episode basically like the Lost Boys versus Hook, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You know, yes, uh, that's awesome. But again, this was like kind of a short episode with mm-hmm. so much in it. it. So packed. Am I am I alone thinking it felt like a movie, like a short yes. movie? Literally, both Nick and I sat on the sofa and were like, I can't actually quite believe we're getting this on TV. This is a TV program. Not We're not in the theatre. This isn't a blockbuster. Yeah. The big, I'm sorry, I ha- I'm jumping ahead, but I have oh. to talk about this. The biggest, I think the biggest cameo in this episode, uh, Zeb. Right. In right. live action. There was... he was. You look Same great. voice actor. Shout out to Steve Blum. We love you. He looked Effing amazing in live action. Incredible. I was stunned. He's probably the best live action character to come through, like from animation. And if we hadn't had Jar Jar Binks, we wouldn't be here now. So thank you. There you go. Thank you, George. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you, everyone behind creating Jar Jar Binks and ILM, because without that, we would not have what we have now, which is immaculate. The lighting, the color matching, the he he felt one of the biggest things about CG is they lack weight, mm. as in like yeah. the way humans have a sense yeah. of, kind of mass within a space. And he looked heavy. He looked real. He looked so effing real. And and the second I heard him speak, because obviously I've watched Rebels multiple yes. times, I'm just like, oh my god, that has to be Zeb. Yes. But it was just kind of like brushed over, like oh, it was know, so casual. Hey so Zeb, just... how you doing or anything? Just sprinkling. Yeah. Right. But then you know, just to make sure, I I checked the credits and it said Zeb, and I'm like, yes, it, it, it was great. It, it, um. I was stoked. And yeah, he looked he looked freaking real. Like he was really there talking to Carson Tava. Yes. Uh, I thought it was an actual actor. Like I I, I doesn't look like CGI yeah. to me at all. No. Like right. wow. That's amazing job. Yeah, absolutely. The, the hair on like his chin, the, the beard, like right. the skin detailing, his eyes. The way the light hit him. It was like yes. he's really there. I it, it, not to to poop on anything but why can't they do that with the Trandoshans? Oh, the Trandoshans don't get me started on so I have terrible. angry feelings about the Trandoshans in this episode. They're just like eyes in a quick <laughs> yeah chops of the eyes. Yeah, they're the, they look like all we're, the other, they're wearing masks. Yeah. All the other aliens I think look great. I really do. I think the the Nikto uh Vane, I think he looks great. Um the I always forget what they're called the clit Clatuinians or whatever the dog, the bulldog guys. Yes. Keep looking better and better every time I see them. Um, the uh, ah, squid head guys. I can't think of what the heck they're called right now. Quarrens, you know, with like the dangly squid. Yes. They look awesome. But the Aqualish, the the, the, the butt chin guys and the Trandosians need work. They both mm. look a little rough. Um, but if they can do this with Zeb and make Zeb look like a real freaking being, then they should be able to do it with those other characters. 
or, or maybe don't like put those characters, the Trandoshans and the Aqualish. Maybe don't don't have like harsh, like bright lights on them. Yeah, in yeah, daylight, like, darkness. Daylight. Right, that kind of like that's a good maybe, point, Lido. Or a little bit yeah. too yeah. much. The Aqualish, um, when they fought, was it uh, Cara Dune in season? That was season two of the Mandalorian, like in the the old, the former base on Navarro, she was fighting those guys yeah. and it was dark and they looked decent. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Lito. In the yeah. light, they just look a little rough, but the Trandoshans, they can't even move their mouths. It's just, <laughs> unless that's the aesthetic that they're shooting for, like old, you know, 70s, yeah. 50s kind of sci-fi. Maybe it's kind of a throwback to how they all looked like latex puppet masks back in the New Hope days. Yeah. I feel like uh, Favreau and Filoni are nostalgia like enough to want that, <laughs> right? Specifically aim for that. So yeah, I mean, if that's if that's something that they're shooting for, then I'll accept it. I'm cool with it. But if they're like, these guys look awesome, you you remember no. that show like in the eighties or uh, was it V? You ever you ever heard of V where it was a human? Did you get it? No. Huh? Oh. Yeah, V was an awesome show, dude. Yeah, uh, and then people would like zip. You know, unzip their faces and it, and they would look just like these Randoshans. So, you know, that's what we look that's... like, right? We do. We're, we're lizard people. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't feel lizardy. That's it. They look like um, they look like old Doctor Who monsters. Yeah. They yeah, but but enough pooping, I guess, on on the Randoshans. Huh. Uh, no, not enough. All right, let's do more. <laughs> <laughs> but Zeb, I mean, we got Zeb guys in in live action. Um, honestly, I think we've already seen Sabine. I think she's in the little Mandalorian covert. Oh, you think she's oh, in there? I yeah, I, yeah. There was okay. one. They're, if they're so casually dropping Zeb in and being like, like he's not even addressed by name in that scene, he, we're just expected that we know already know who that is. Imagine people that don't know who that is. Yeah. That's got to be wild. That was me like three months ago, okay? <laughs> I don't know who the big purple man is. <laughs> yeah, you Four know, when, uh, when Carson Tavis said that somebody in your ranks used to work for uh, the, the Rebellion or Republic, however he worded that, I was like, wait, who the hell's this going to be? Like, all the Mandos turn around. And yeah, I mean, that totally could have been, been like a Sabine moment or something there, because, you know, they were part of, they were rebels. So, uh it would have been a little much to add her in this in this episode, I think. But oh yeah, yeah. It would also a nice tie up for R five that explains where he was in that period of him missing. He was working with the rebellion, right? That mm -hmm. was a cute little reveal. I think it's nice to wrap up his story like that. I appreciate the tying up of the small loose ends, not yeah. necessarily the big ones, but tie up the little ones first. Right on. Um, all right. So last week we did. Uh, Get this out of the way since we're already talking. Uh, <laughs> Lito, this time you're going to go first. Oh then, boy. then I'm going to go and then Charlie will go. Two words. For, Describe for your thoughts on this episode. What is that? What is that? X? Um, it's just the, stalling for time. Oh, is that what, <laughs> I was going to say you knew what it was last week. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Two words for this episode <laughs> of The Mandalorian. Um Oh boy! Um, ah man, you got me good. I got you good. That's yeah. six words. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have my two words yet if that helps. So I was I was uh I uh, if I could have a level like like for real though, like <laughs> like I'm thinking snooze Wow. Ending. Yeah, like snooze ending. Like, snooze ending, really? Yeah. Like I slept through most of this episode. Because I was like, their pirates are no threat, zero threat mm. to the Mandalorian. Sorry that, yeah, I know your mouth is agape, uh, Charlie. <laughs> but the ending was awesome. Oh, so, so the ending wasn't. I thought you meant the yeah. ending was snooze. No, 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 not the ending. Most of the episode was snooze, like you know, but the ending was awesome. So it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Till 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 we cut to, uh, you know the. Uh, the ship in in outer space, the uh, Imperial shuttle, you know, like that, that could have been the whole episode. I would have been fine. Like, really? Yeah. Cause the other stuff, it doesn't, to, to me, it doesn't matter. There's no, like, um, the pirates. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a nuisance and they're a threat, or like a, a small, you know, small little hiccup to the Navarro system, but like, there are really no long-term consequences here. Um, and, and, that I can see, Charlie. <laughs> I would like to gently rebut your point kindly, That's lovingly, fine. peace and love. Absolutely. <laughs> Do it. It's all about. I'm here to um, I kind of more interpreted that as this episode specifically and the kind of main plot of this episode is the, the kind of last uniting act for the Mandalorian covert the last kind of test for Bo-Katan. Can she lead them in an act of like protection and, and defense? Can she lead them, not only lead them, but lead them successfully? Yeah. I kind of partly wonder if this is the armor of being like, okay, go ahead. Obviously Mando kind of is there and he's there. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I getting the, I get them like teaming up and becoming a unit. That's cool. That's going to obviously carry. I just mean the bad guys. Like, it's just like uh, a callback, or, you know, just like they, they, they introduced them in the first episode and then they got rid of them in the, what, the fifth episode. It's yeah. just, you know. Um, it's kind of following and, what and you the, were the, saying, though, Lito, as far as this is where the story is like. I'm not. I'm not saying you're yeah. wrong. I'm just saying what you said last week, where you were like, "Yeah, I think they're done with like the monsters and all that." Well, now they're yeah. wrapping up the pirates as well, right. exactly. Because the end of the episode, we're seeing that's the imperial real, threat. The story, yeah, the actual yeah. story moving forward, and yeah. what what is you know the bigger the big bad coming in being introduced, and and I guess the pirates could have been sent here from the empire. Like they, they, they talked about that. Like it's all could be connected, and that's fine and dandy. But like. Like seriously, like they had no shot. They had no the pirates had no chance against the Mandalorians and um and whatnot. And then what the real twist was that ending was like it was really brought me into like I was like, What? Like what does this mean? Like mm. wait, I mean I like the Mandalorians, the big bad? Are they connected with the Empire? Like is Bo Katan is she secretly like you know, something that she's plotting, you know, to get the dark sea? Oh, am I taking your no, I'm just excited. I'm excited for my two words. I'm excited for my two words. <laughs> so I gave you enough time to think. I mean, I just had so many questions. Good questions. That's going to keep me glued to the right. next episode. So, like, I'm glad they're done with the snooze because, like, the ending started the season for me, which is awesome. See, okay. I. <laughs> I think it's funny. I like this because we're not on the same page. It's because yeah. it's, I'm like, I'll take my two words, fast action. The whole 
episode was just fast, action-packed badassery. We got to see, yeah. we got to see the Mandalorians, like, win. They want to fight. They've been getting their, pardon my language, they've been getting their asses kicked for mm-hmm. so long. Good point. Yeah. They had their whole planet destroyed. And they got a really good win against, okay, fine, maybe the Pirates Toledo, you know, he's he's got them. He can take them. Yeah. Lito's like pirate schmirets. I got this crap. But but they were out outnumbered 10 to 1, you know? I yeah, like but, those odds. But yeah. so no line. He said the thing. He said the thing. He said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, I just, I, I thought I, that he, what? I think, you know, like if there was a David and Goliath thing, I mean, the, the Mandalorians are, are David, are, uh, are the Goliaths here. They're just like fighting yeah. little, little, little gnats, in my opinion. But it was a good morale boost for them for yeah. what's, what's to come. Uh, oh, that's a great point. Yeah. I think there's going to be, we were talking Civil War stuff with clone troopers and stormtroopers. This ending revealed we may get a civ- another civil war with Mandalorians. I yeah. don't think they're connected. I don't think that ending is connected. This is just me thinking. I don't think they're connected to Bo-Katan. I think that they are connected to Moff Gideon because he wielded the Darth the Dark Saber at one point ah. to where he has just like Darth Maul had followers. You know, they had the horns and their helmets and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Each each ruler of Mandalore has had their loyalists. So. That's where I'm at with with that, but um, no, I think this was a really fast episode. I didn't sleep through any of it, and I watched it on the road, and then I watched it again when I got home uh, right. because it, I thought it was really good. And uh, I like Gory and Shard. I don't know. I enjoyed the the grassy face guy. He's funny. Who who do you think played that Ognot guy? Is that I don't know. I'm like I was getting major like Peter Warwick vibes. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even look to be honest because I couldn't. I didn't know what his name was, and I know I I, he's, I don't think it's on there on on IMDb yet. Mm. Oh, and Charlie, the uh, the title and description of this episode was not there when I went to watch it. It just said episode was five. It, it said episode five, and then the description was like, "Watch it now," and I'm like, "Wow, they got me now." <laughs> <laughs> um, but Charlie, we are on to your two words. Warwick Davis. Sorry. Was My it him? two words. Yeah. Warwick Davis. Sorry. Sorry, um, Warwick Davis. I'm sorry. Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> I'm bad. I'm bad. I had the words and now the words have gone. Um, Was it Warwick Davis? No. No, it wasn't Warwick <laughs> Davis. Um <laughs> No, it was uh, it was Thrawn's coming. That's those were my words. Those oh. were my two words. All right. Yes. Um, I think the hunk of Mandalorian in that ship was a decoy. Oh, look at placed you. there to incite war between the Mandalorians. And if anyone would choose to incite that, sounds absolutely something that Thrawn would do, especially if he's like getting Moff Gideon out to get the power back because there's. All of like the pilot who we hung out with a bit in this episode. I've forgotten his name. Do you forgive me? The rebel guy. Mm-hmm. Carson Tava. Thank you. He talks about um, a disturbance in the force, basically. Right. <laughs> something ah. is going on. Something is happening, and it's either going to be Thrawn, which seems even more plausible now we've got live action Zeb. I'm uh, like, it's it's a it's a 
connection there. I, I must feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, Thrawn, though, that's a that's an angle I didn't even see. Yeah, coming. that's a good pickup there. Like, and, and just like the X Factor, because um, yeah, he could come out of nowhere and, and and be involved with whatever and anything and be pulling. That the was strings. it. It's either oh. Thrawn or the First Order. There we go. Nice. <laughs> that's what nice. I was trying to get at. See, my first thought when when we saw the uh, Imperial shuttle was, is this related to Thrawn? Like, <laughs> I, I that's, yeah, I know I've been craving Thrawn in live action, but like, it just that was where my head went. So I'm kind of glad that your two words were Thrawn's Thank coming because uh, maybe it's, you know, it's catching. Whatever you've got, it's catching because I'm feeling it now as well. I'm yeah. seeing it around every corner. <laughs> and and you know he would maybe want. That's the thing though is. Moff Gideon, where does he come into play? Why would they want to rescue Moff Gideon? I don't know. You know what? Another thing is like one ship mm. all by itself. It's so. It reminds me of uh, was it uh, fives when he was gonna get was he when he was getting transported? Is it the one in the Clone Tup. Wars? Tup? It was Tup. Yeah, it was Tup. Okay, fives. Okay, yeah, and then like they they one of the clones. They all look the same. <laughs> but. uh it was like the same ship and one ship and like one small little garrison and then and it's so easy to like uh you know infiltrate them and and and, and you know steal the person or, or rescue the person or whatever um and it's such you know an important thing continuity man they maybe, did it in the clone wars they're gonna do it here true yeah. maybe <laughs> like moff gideon has like inside men inside the new republic oh yeah like it's uh, obviously like uh miss uh Miss Elijah strong Kane. arm, short hair, fancy pants lady. <laughs> Elijah Kane. <laughs> Thank you. Is yeah. absolutely yeah. doing some shady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really shown like the two different sides of her in this episode where she was like the smiley, polite person. And I then she had that like snarly opinion. attitude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it, though. Yeah, one ship with a high profile target, basically. so suspicious. Yeah. A little suspicious. I like the idea of the best car being planted there. Mm. That's, what that's reason, as yeah. as like neutrals in the war, as their own their own sect and their own group, what possible links would the Mandalorians have with other than like Boba Fett and Jango Fett? But I guess, yeah. Well, Boba, I mean, Boba Fett well, more than anyone, really. Mm. But in in Rebels, there was a whole squad of uh, Mandalorians working for the Empire, so. Oh, fair. That's yeah. fair. I wasn't aware of that. That'll be that's yeah. my Star Wars ignorance. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but like I said too, maybe it's just loyalists, people that are loyal to Moff Gideon, yeah. um, that are Mandalorians, or maybe they're not even Mandalorians. The the Empire had all that Beskar uh, steel. They could have, well, but they would have needed an armor. So. I don't know. I, I like that there's so many questions and I love that the story is just it's when you look back to the first episode and get to this one, you see all these things being woven together mm-hmm. that when you binge watch a whole season of something, you don't really see any of that because you just watch it all at once. Whereas this is every week and you're getting, like you said, you know, little sprinkles, Charlie. So, mm-hmm. oh, I wanted to. You mentioned Carson Tava, right? Yes. Check him out. What? <gasps> When did he? When did they make yeah, him a figure? They wow. didn't. Did you print <laughs> his head? No, this one I bought and paid to have it painted because it looks 
just freaking like him. Wow, it does. Oh, it looks exactly like him. I'm looking yeah. at him right now. That's like a dead on. But, right? Holy Moses, That's yeah. So um, good. Yeah, I I was way I was hoping that the people that made it and painted it for me would have responded by now. I don't want to just throw their name out there without their permission, but uh really cool guy did this and uh did not cost me that much money at all. So great um, job. Yeah, like I had the X-Wing, like the pilot, I had the body. Um I just you know, boink, ripped his head off. <laughs> so like Gross. Uh, uh, they may or may not have made a Black Series version of this guy. I don't know, but I don't collect those, so I wanted a 3.75-inch. And, uh, yeah, so people that are listening, I'm just showing off my Carson Teva X-Wing pilot figure mm. that I had custom-made, basically. And, uh, yeah, the paint job on that face is stunning. I can't... I don't know how... How do you paint the tiny little head? Like, I did it with my uh, Cal Kestis custom I did, and it was so effing hard to do. I don't, yeah. I have friends who paint Warhammer, and oh, I just, God. I don't understand. With all the magnifying glasses in the world, I could never. My, I have shaky hands at the best of times, and that's before I've had coffee, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and that brings up a question if we're done with the two words. Yeah, we all did uh, our two words. I my uh, going back to our Andor days. What uh, throughout the episode? Uh, you can start with uh, with Charlie. Um, who would you? Who would? Who would be your uh, your your best action figure? Your favorite action figure? Uh, and then John, and then I'll go last. It's not technically an action figure, but I would like Bo-Katan ship because it's a really cool oh, ship. God, yeah. Yes, I need that in my life. It's like the new Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. It's the coolest thing ever. It really yeah. is. He's had that little holodeck thing, the little planning table. Right. Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised Hasbro hasn't busted that out. I know they made like a, it's not her actual ship. There's a similar one that they made for the Clone Wars that's like 300 bucks on eBay now. I almost yeah. bought it and I'm like, what am I doing? I have a house. No, don't do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, that's a good, that's a really good pick. The, uh, what do they call it? The Comrec. Uh, I wasn't Starfighter. I don't remember. It's a fighter transport, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Bo-Katan Starship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is it the fire spray? <laughs> good, good joke. <laughs> but it's no, a dropship too, I guess, right? Because they were in the yeah, yeah dropship. Cool. Which we saw a lot of in um, the Clone Wars, the Mandalorian type of episodes where they would drop out like that, which I'm a big fan of. I love it just looks so cool in live action seeing those guys drop out of her ship. That's great. Why is Mando out there barefaced lying to Blamint Carson being like, we don't even have any ships, mate. I don't know what you expect me to do. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't got anything. And Bo-Katan's there with a ship that's literally designed to drop Mandalorians into the battlefield. Well... You know, two ships. Make it make sense, <laughs> Din. Okay, bucket head. Bucket Speaking of head. Uh, of Din, though, he was all looking like Maverick from Top Gun, flying that N one all over the place. That was some awesome was, flying. Yeah, awesome flying from Mando, but amazing flight formations from the pirates. Who's training these lads? <laughs> Why are they out here with like rebel pilot level maneuvers? <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> Um, All right, John, you're up. Well, I would have said Carson Tava, but I have my own version of him now. Uh, 
action figure. <laughs> uh, let me think. There, I had one when Charlie was going, and now I can't remember. Um, action figure, action figure. Ooh, crap! I lost it again. Uh, I don't want to say gory and shard, although that would be kind of cool. Just big that stringy would be moss man. I yeah. want big moss man figure, <laughs> Oh, oh! I remembered Zeb. Because there is yeah. there is not as far as I know there's not a three and three quarter inch uh, figure no. of Zeb so there might be from the Rebels line but like the vintage collection of Zeb would be freaking beautiful they need to nice. do it runner up would be Gorian Shard mm-hmm. <laughs> just just go get a lump of grass outside like that'll be fine oh yeah put some eyes on it yeah sure. that's easy ooh it's Easter. I could get Easter grass. Yeah. There It'll last all year. I'm totally going to do it. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, for my action figure or toy, because uh, now we open, you know, we open that can. But I'm going to pick a, a person, Colonel Tuttle. Uh, yes. SNL, a former SNL cast member, Tim Meadows. Tim uh, Meadows, indeed. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to figure <laughs> out who the heck he was the whole yeah. time. I'm like, he's so familiar. He's so he's like played over a hundred roles over a three decade career. Yeah, and he like, just man is seasoned. Yeah, and he's just like uh, he's uh, he was on SNL forever, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from my, my entire childhood. So like he's always, uh, and then we just see him, you just start laughing. He's the but, principal in Mean Girls. Yeah, How that's why right. not? Yeah, that's him. That's <laughs> nice. it. Uh, and he's just he's just he, the camera cuts to him real quick. He does a little quip, little little quick joke, and you're just laughing. He's just like he's got it. He's got the timing, everything. Um, yeah, the, the comedy in this episode was really good. Really, really good. Lighthearted, right. you know. Um, when you see him, you just like, oh, nothing bad's gonna happen. You know, you mm-hmm. just feel good. I liked um, his uh, response when when uh, Elia Kane said that Navarro wasn't part of the oh. the republic or whatever i forget how she worded it and he's like uh-oh oh <laughs> not looking good yeah. that's totally him imagine oh. being so like flippant customer service about whether or whether whether or whether or not a planet's included in care and protection right i know god this new republic stuff it stinky really yeah. stinky to me i also liked his uh his remark where he's like, I'm in requisition, so why don't you just tell me what you require? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something I would say because I'm a smart ass, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good pick, though, Lito. I, I, I couldn't remember really? that guy's name either, uh, Tuttle, but Tuttle. He was, he was cool. Yeah, I hope he comes back to, you know, to not do something again. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That help. Speaking of that scene, um, Elias standing there and being like, "I've been, I've been liberated." If that mm. is not some Scientology esque cult talk, I don't right. know what is. That felt like a like a poster child moment. It was horrible. It made my skin crawl. Yeah, same here. She right. freaks me out. You know, I think it's because I fancy her a little bit. Sorry, everyone. Nice. Um, <laughs> ah. You know, can I say real quick, um, I was kind of harsh on her acting the first time we saw her this season. I think she's doing a great job. Like, that's not me, like, backpedaling or anything. I just think that she, 
this episode, she really like sold what she's supposed to be doing. Whereas yes. in the other episode with uh, Dr. Pershing, I'm like, ah, she's just annoying and flat or whatever. But here it's like, no, you see the two sides of her. You know, she's doing great. So the duality of woman. Mm. Yeah. I still don't like her as a character because I'm not supposed to like. No, her, you're not. But... Supposed to. That's, and that's 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 my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> but she's doing a great job. Yeah. Um, Paz standing up in their little meeting and like actually fully supporting Mando. I was I was expecting like a screw you, you can't do anything, you're rubbish, you're useless. <clears throat> no, it's you saved my child and so did Bo Katan. I got the chills did. at that part. You know, I did too. Subverting my expectations, of course. Yes. Yep. And what a beautiful setting to have it in from where they came from, which is the sewers in the dark, to discuss these things. Discuss these things of moving forward into the light in mm. the dark. Very nice storytelling, ah, very nice visual storytelling. Yes. The layers, the layers totally. are very good. What did you, what did you think about the like the talking stick? Like they have to hold the hammer to speak. That's like old that's, school like tribal stuff, isn't it? That's a very like pagan thing to do as well. We do that at my pagan meets. We, we oh, really? share the circle, yeah, and pass the stick around, and whoever has a stick does the talking. I thought that was a great touch. Um, yeah, I, I really I was blown away by that part because I've been kind of I've always liked Paz Vizsla just because he's this beefy like badass guy. I love him. But seeing his change, like he's being a you know a, some character development here, and he's like you know this guy risked his life to save my son, so I've got his back. But yeah, when he's like, we have to ask ourselves why, and he's like, because we're Mandalorians, and I was like, I'm sitting down here and I'm like, yeah, and I had like goosebumps. <laughs> oh, I'm a <laughs> right? Where's my effing helmet? <laughs> but. But yeah, no, that, that part really got me. And and I liked that they all kind of talked out what they wanted to do. Like, Din wasn't just going to be like, okay, let's go do this. He's, he's like, no, I want to talk to you guys and speak my piece, and then you decide. And then he sat all shoulder-bumping with uh, oh, Bo-Katan. Did anyone notice how close and cozy they were on that little rock together? I know it was quite cramped, and I know there were a lot of Mandalorians in there, but there was no reason to sit that their thighs were touching. I It was that just a, just a just a smidge <laughs> of body contact. Yeah, I, I was like, as soon as he sat down next to her, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in Paz um, doing the um, he's got the minigun. So he's going to get the um, the minigun, Jesse, uh, the body Ventura predator, uh, mow down everybody. Oh, yeah. that's totally so. what that was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, hats off to the to those guys for for knowing their predator. Uh, and anybody with the minigun's got to like save the day with the with the wound with the room clearing. <laughs> yeah. That was oh, that's funny, dude. I didn't even pick up on that. That was totally like the same type of thing, but so. <laughs> So badass too, though. So when cool. he dropped down and just mowed everybody down. Yep. The monkey lizard going, meh, meh, meh. And like, <laughs> which, which makes them being eaten even more disturbing and upsetting because they are now apparently intelligent and sentient. Right? They're like, hey, those, there's bad guys over there. They're over there. It was so the Mando awesome. turns around, possible ambush, take cover. Oh. Right. Oh yeah, they set that up a little bit because the pirates were like shooting at them and stuff, and, and being all like mean to mean to the yeah. at the monkey lizards, yeah. at the monkey lizards, yeah. And they're like, "Well, screw you guys." Um, Lito, how did you feel about like the Mandos, uh, like 
you know, dropping down and like taking the alleys and calling out, you know. Oh like, yeah, dude. I mean, that's like, like total military type of stuff. Yeah. The action was good, man. The action was good. It was great. Well, it's like last week, you know, these guys know what they're doing. And it's like I said, they're, it looks awesome. You know, the fighting is great. And then the buildup was great. You know, like, you know, the, the pep talk and everything. Um, it's just, you know, I was like, okay, I know these guys could whoop ass. I know it. <laughs> you it's know? still cool to see. It is cool to see. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm glad we're seeing it. And they're taking over Navarro, and they got that chunk of land. I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. You know, they have a home again. And I, I thought that was a good touching, you know, uh, uh, you know, for all the, um, you know, effort and everything that they went through to get there and to help out and then fight like a, like an enemy that they used to have and kind of like turn. Like, you know, now you get to a chunk of the of the planet. Um, sounded mm-hmm. like it was pretty big. I don't know. Sounded um, big, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have a home base, and they can have a place to kind of like uh, muster up, and you know, like in the like the beginning of a Viking show, like they had like let's bring all the Mandalorians to one spot so we can go yes. attack, you know, mm-hmm. England or whatnot. <laughs> right. So right. and get I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll find out. But then you know, just like tribes. We're going to see some tribes uh, splinter because of who's the rightful leader, which is kind of cool. Ooh, that's a that's a good uh, you segued for me there. Um, (laughs) When Bo-Katan is standing by her ship, uh, it kind of they kind of like pan over to the armorer, and she's watching Bo-Katan make this speech to all the Mandalorians. Like, we're going to go in, you know. Din and I are going to cover air support. You guys are going to drop down. And she's a total effing leader. Like I, I personally, I wanted Din to take that role, but he hasn't. Like even uh, the armor says towards the end of the episode, I'll touch on it in a second. But uh, he doesn't have that experience like she does. No. She she has the the royalty background where she was trained in that aspect. She was in Death Watch. She fought against. Uh, death watch basically when maul took over um she has so much experience and she's a leader and you see the armor just looking on and listening to her rally this covert and that's why you know later in the episode she brings her down into the old forge room and and has that talk with her uh but it was a real powerful moment i thought that you know, since the armor is basically the leader of this covert, she's kind of like, no, you you go and get more people for us and lead us. And I just, I don't know. People, I know some people like critics and stuff say the writing sometimes isn't all that great on The Mandalorian, but I think it's what they're doing is really brilliant. No, the the writing was gorgeous in this particular bit. I, I thought the armorer was angry at first when she speaks to, to Bo-Katan and says, I thought that I, I was taught the mythosaur was a legend. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I felt anger, but I really enjoy this power that the armorer seems to have over them as a group. Ultimately, whatever she says goes, which I wonder if that means like, I what I want basically is I want them to address why does she have Darth Maul horns on her helmet? Right. I would like that to be discussed, please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, who is she? That's, yes, that's what I want to know. <laughs> what power does she have? Like, if even if Bo-Katan's struggling to like step to the top because the armor, what the armorer says goes. Mm-hmm. Also, the line of she walks both worlds. She walks between both worlds. Chills. Yeah. 
Bo-Katan is the one to unite the Mandalorians. Is she the Mandalorian? Is that what the show is that? I was waiting for that comment. <laughs> Big I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the, the title anymore just means like all the, it should be called the Mandalorians in my opinion. Because yes. it, it's focused on all of them. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. I think it sounds like it's, it's going that way though. That Bo-Katan is, is going to be the ruler of Mandalore. I, I won't be mad. I think that's cool. No, I think it's cool too. I mean, her characters come a long way. She, you know, we, she we first, it in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, um, not to change subjects, but I think which means you are changing which the subject. Means you're changing the subject. Yeah, I don't, yeah, but I don't mean to change subjects. It just means I don't have any. Do you mean to? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and there was a little lull on. Like I think this is a good time. I think it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, uh, go for it. Peter Rams Ramsey is that his name? Yeah, Peter the director. The director. Yeah. Yeah. So he did some Spider Man. Um, Into the Spider Verse. Spider Verse. Right? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So he directed that. Um, do you guys see any kind of like? Uh, you know, some of his past work in this episode. Yes. You know, absolutely. Like good shots or anything. Great shots, yeah. The drop in specifically, the, the way the camera follows the Mandalorian, like from the top of their heads and over the shoulder, is very Spider Man. There it is. Yeah. Totally. That's, 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 there's, you know, some trademark moves and so pretty cool. Um, I had to call out a shot when um, a good shot I, I saw. Um, when they're in the dropship and then and it's um bows in the middle and they're looking down at the the hologram of the uh, the ship the uh corsair is that what it's called yeah um i don't know it's just beautiful they're in hyperspace and they're all illuminated by it and they're, they're you know the, the armors on the left bocatown's in the middle and then i think it might oh it's paz on the right i don't know it's just like just it looks amazing i mean it's just you got to have these visuals in your head. I mean, these don't come on. These aren't happy accidents, you know? No. <laughs> this is mm -hmm. something someone spent some time and thought about, like, how cool, like, what's the coolest way and what's the color scheme and, you know, like, what's, where's the light source at? You know, where's the motivation of the light and how it's going to affect the characters? And, um, you know, and then just speaks to, like, the, 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 the prep work that these people do that when they get on set, I mean, they, they're hitting in. And all cylinders, and then they're capturing. They're getting the the shots that they want, and and it's telling the story and, and layers of storytelling. And I'm sure they don't. They're on a schedule like short amount of time, you know. Like especially for a TV show, they don't have like years and years. But I'm sure that you can tell that they did a lot of a lot of prep work, and it and it paid off. So I agree. Do you have a, a shot or two, John, that you got? Ooh, I do actually have a shot or two. I have a shot or many, honestly. I'd like to have a shot, actually. But uh, that's besides the point. <laughs> Where's that damn bourbon? Uh, no, but um, one that I caught on my second viewing that I thought was just really cool was one of the Mandalorians standing on top of the uh, the pirate... What do they call those? I can't remember the name of the the pirates, uh, little far star fighters. But he's like surfing on top of it as it's crashing down. Yes, <laughs> I caught that as well, and I was like, "Did what? I just see what I think I saw? A Mandalorian surfing on the back of like a, a, a little fighter jet? What? Yeah, that was so bizarre. I actually rewound it because I was like the same way, Charlie. I'm like, did I really just see that? 
<laughs> I thought that was great. And then the other one is just a real powerful one. It was after the armor beat the hell out of those guys with her uh, with her tools. And then she's just standing, looking down towards Paz Vizsla. And I'm like, yes. yes. I like seeing the armor kick some butt because she's, she's awesome. Specifically the uppercut swing of the hammer. <laughs> That's got to hurt. That oh. was a uh, particularly delightful. Just the way it was shot, the timing of it was very. I mean, oh, yeah. she's a she's an ironsmith, so rhythm is part of it. It felt like a rhythm, like she was hammering Beskar, but instead of Beskar, it was just people. That's ooh. I wonder if like you know how when she's making armor for the Foundling or Din or whoever. And like they have their little flashbacks of like their past. Maybe when she's fighting people, she's just like hammering on armor in her, you know, in her mind, and she's yeah. just brutalizing everything in her path. She even threw the hammer at somebody. She did. That was amazing. Yeah. It must be so heavy. And the music playing when she walked in all slow, sneaking up on those guys. I'm like, the music. I, it's it's not Ludwig this year. Like just the main themes are it's uh, the guy that did I think Boba Fett doing most of the music. Joseph. Oh, is Scherzi? that why it feels maybe kind of more tribal? There's a lot more sort of drum and yeah. Um, but yeah, the music's been really good this season. Uh, but yeah, that just when she's looking over after she launches that Trandosian with his stupid yeah. mask. <laughs> I uh, I have a wonderful, incredible friend. Her name is Gretchen, um, and she cosplays the armor. It's a beautiful costume. It's oh, such like, wow. incredible quality. She's so convincing, and she has a little Grogu that she carries around as well. I'm going to have to get her fighting now. I'm going to have nice. to get the fighting poses out for the photo shoots. <laughs> that's great. I I don't think I've ever seen anybody cosplay as the armor. That's that's got to be amazing. We need to see more of that. That's really cool. Not I will just... show you guys some pictures because she's honestly it's brilliant. Hell yeah. The only Mandalorian that has a little bit of fur on her, on their Yeah, I like to think armor. it's Wookiee skin. Oh, okay. <laughs> you like you to know. think that? Yeah. <laughs> I like to think it's Wookiee skin. <laughs> Just like Mother used to make. Uh, Charlie? My... Um, this is this is just a silly little one, but I think one of my favourite shots was when Grief Karga addresses everyone and he gets his own title wrong and the droid like gently corrects him. <laughs> that was just that, that was, was very great. good. That was very, good comedy. Very... So many good little lines, yeah. <laughs> um and the incredibly charged moment of the armorer standing there saying remove your helmet and Bo-Katan's like, is this a test? Um, right. No, yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. And <laughs> yes. The, these I felt incredibly that. heavy silences of what does she want me to say? I don't know what she, this is the way. Is that? <laughs> yeah. She even threw that out there. <laughs> is that what, this is the way. Okay. I was also half expecting when they walked out of the cave for the armorer to remove her helmet. I kept wait. They kept mm. feeling like there was going to be a moment where she went and me as well. Yeah. Same. Was I the only right. one? No, I was. No, I was that. right there Thanks. with you. Yes. I was Plus like, okay, everyone's going to take their helmet off. This is great. We're going to find, we're going to see Favreau. We're going to see Sabine. We're going to see <laughs> Favreau. <laughs> everyone like, you know. Mando, uh, you know, everyone's so I'm like, okay, so that goes my thing out the window, like, you know, all the stunt doubles, uh, you know, in mm. costume and just do voiceovers from last last week. Like, all right, we're not going to have any helmets on and everyone, all the main characters, all main actors are really going to be on set. But it was yeah. just Pedro Pascal, please turn up to set immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, 
Yeah, I was my first initial thought too though was like are they all eventually going to start removing their helmets? But I'm starting to think maybe it's just going to be like, you know, the children of the watch will keep their helmets on, Bo-Katan's crew will take theirs on or take theirs off or put them on whatever they want to do. Like the armor is basically like enough of this, you know, casting out others. Let's mm-hmm. we need to group up. I mean, they're going to rebuild the yeah. Mandalorians, which is Insane. Not just regroup, retake Mandalore. Right. Specific instructions from the big boss, pointy horned lady herself. Retake Mandalore. Right. What a powerful statement. And they have such huge expectations because even though they're such a small group, they are so powerful. They are so effective as warriors. It. It's beautiful. It really, really is. It just makes me nervous that we don't see Mandalorians in the sequel trilogy. It's Hopefully fine. they, they just, don't get they just wiped went back out into again. the sewers. Yeah. No biggie. Uh, maybe they're all just hanging out with the high magistrate. Yeah. <laughs> Chilling in the lava pools and hot springs and Oh, bro. <laughs> was how did you guys feel about the limited Grogu content this week? I was yeah, he was like non-existent. Yeah. Two shots. Yeah. He's like, um, it reminds me of um, Omega. Like, Omega, we're going to go fight the battles or go do the mission. You stay on the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't even there, was he? No. Um, no. Hanging out. Or just There's no one, no, no, the little kids to hang out with. So he's just by himself then. Well, no, there's little, there's little kids, the foundlings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. I bet he plays forget. the foundlings. Probably. The one that's still mad? No, he he doesn't go anywhere yeah. near Grogu. Yeah, He's they like, bully each other. Grogu bullies him with the force behind his back, throws little rocks at the back of his helmet, <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks around and Grogu goes, "Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." It's kind of odd. It's I like that. I love Grogu, so this isn't a knock on Grogu. I like that he's not the centerpiece right now, right. which leads me to last season wanting him to stay with Luke Skywalker for a while just because it just seemed like a, I wanted to see Din without Grogu for a bit just to see what he could do and we saw a little bit of that in the book of Boba Fett before they got back together but to me they can do this show with less Grogu and it still works I think mm. yeah because I mean his story Absolutely. is he's going to learn and, and grow and, and whatnot but no one's really after him right now Right, <laughs> uh, and he's kind of safe, and the, now it's time, the Mandalorian's time to kind of like tell their story or or, or see where their story's going to go because we don't know. So I think that's you know where the focus is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's pretty good stuff. I think um, I'm going to share my screen real quick, and one last little shout out to the shots though. Okay. Go back to that. So I think you know when they when they showed the uh, the Anzellans. <laughs> How could I forget? So, I thought that I did want to make that my 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 back background because it's kind of cool. So I love how they were like laughing when one of the pirates got killed. Yes, <laughs> and at the end when they're cheering, everything's going to be okay. I feel that. Me right. too, little Anzellan buddy. <laughs> All right. Sorry. See, that's that's like comedy that. done right, like. You know, some people complain. I've complained about some of the comedy and newer Star Wars stuff, but like this is done right. It's just it feels Star Warsy, or even like the uh, the monkey lizard we were talking about. Where yeah, it just points like you know, like there's a guy over there. It's just like little 
little fun moments. Uh, There's a lot of that in this episode. It was like there was dark, there was light, there was, you know, relaxed moments. I, I think this, this one 40 minute episode had like everything you'd want in, you know, an A to Z story. I think it, it just, it was like one big story and it went really well. A lot of feel good moments, but then that, that ending scene was like, dun, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> which is always a good cliffhanger feeling to have. Right. Yeah. It was a good way to end the episode because, you know, you had the celebration on, on Navarro. And then it's like, wait, I thought it was going to be over when they like did that zoom in on Bo-Katan's face. I'm like, oh, okay, here comes the credits. No, no. Tricked, bamboozled we were. Right. Rangers of the Republic, anybody? I mean, are they I'm still kind of dropping that in there with Carson Tava? Yeah. I mean. Seb in his cute little rebel pilot. Look at him in his little blue rebel pilot uniform. Right. He's so handsome. I was going to ask, <laughs> is the blue mean he's a certain um, for like, a, is that a, an A-winger or like, does that mean anything that mm-hmm. he was wearing the blue outfit? He's a, is that a certain, you know? Probably, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you had well, the orange has always been yeah, the X wings. Well, Y wing and X wing, I think. Uh, B wings yeah. were red, right? Right. I think. B wings um, were red. A I want to say A wing was blue. Yeah, um, I could be wrong, but I'm probably I, wrong. Or green was it? Was green. It? Mm. Green was. That was uh, an A winger. Was green, but yeah, Y wing. Maybe Y winger. Because didn't we see a Y winger too in the beginning? Yeah, we saw a Y-Wing, yeah. yeah. Um, but see, like, I'm just basing off my memory of, like, an action figure that came with my Y-Wing uh, oh. ship was in orange. Uh, so, I mean, I could be wrong as far as what they go by in, in the, you know, in the movies and all of that. But, um, but yeah, you know, they wanted, the, the rumor was they wanted to base Rangers of the Republic on Cara Dune when you've got Carson Tava, which I'm really liking the character. I think I don't know. That guy's, I think I he's doing a great him. job. Yeah. Happily. Right. And then you've got, they show Zeb. Um, you've got the guy that pulled over Mando with Carson Tava in the book of Boba Fett. The guy that, uh, God, <laughs> I, I can't remember his name. So no, not Filoni. It was, uh, the guy that, that did the body movements for Luke Skywalker in season two. Oh, uh, yes. Max Lloyd, something or other. Uh, so, I mean, he's Lieutenant Reed, the guy that Carson Tavor was talking to at the end. So, I mean, you've got this group of people. Do it. Bring it on. I mean, I'd watch it. I, I like I like this guy going around and investigating stuff. I, I think that that's a really... Yeah. It, it could lead to something really good. And he's got his heart in the right spot. I right. really enjoy, like, a little mystery subplot. Mm-hmm. Keeps things interesting. For real. So such a good way to end that episode, though. <laughs> such a brilliant, just a brilliant episode in general. I think I might go back and watch it again. I enjoyed it that much. Do it. Oh, and look for Dave Filoni sitting in the bar. Yeah, Wait, and Dave seriously? Filoni and Deborah Chow both. De- um, I saw Deborah Chow too. Yeah. Yeah, both cameoed in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that that was my second watch. I'm like, who's wearing the cowboy? Oh, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that the back of his head? <laughs> and then you see uh, Deborah Chow sitting at the bar just a few seats down from where Carson Tava was I having a conversation. I really enjoyed the bar music. I think the subtitles listed it as like psychedelic rock, but it was it was a vibe. I was, was 
Yeah, I was digging it too. <laughs> so was that like was that his Adelphi? I forget Adelphi or whatever he said. Was that like his crew, or was that just a bunch of pilots where they go and hang out and unwind? I wonder. At the base, it wasn't the... Yavin or anything, right? No, didn't look like Yavin at all. Delphi. Is that a Delphi base? Was it? Is that where they're? I think that's maybe what they called it. I don't remember. Yeah. That has to be something, probably from one of the animated or comics or something, Adelphi, because they said that that word a couple times about that being his squad. That I'm wondering if that's from something I haven't seen or read. Maybe, um, maybe it's a little like you know how the Rogue Squadron film. Maybe it's a little, you know, tie into that movie that they're not going to make, but maybe they will. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Maybe. Um, um, it's appeared in Sha- Adelphi's appeared in Shadow of the Sith. Oh my goodness! That's oh, okay. where it came from originally, the, and the has popped up in Mando a few times now. Yeah, that's the newer book that came out, right? Yes. Yeah, I have the audio of that. That I I've had it recommended to me many times, mostly by the boys in a, a, a Under the Helmet podcast. I think oh, really? every time I've been on their show, they have screamed at me to just read it. <laughs> have you yet? No. Yeah. Terrible friend. I, I listened to like maybe the first hour of the audio and then I forgot it existed. Not a knock on the book, just a knock on, you know, I forget that things exist sometimes. <laughs> Life gets in the way. It does. Lito, do you have anything else that you wanted to? Well, I got one more question, I guess. Okay. Um, cosplay call out. Hmm. You already said the armor. And, and I'm, I'm sure, and Bo-Katan's off the table because, of course. <laughs> but uh, what would you, what would you want to dress up as? Charlie, and then John, and I'll go last, I guess. Okay. Um, I want to be a Kawakia monkey lizard. Whoa, huh? That'd be different. <laughs> Can you climb trees? You guys are trying so hard to be supportive. That's so cute. Like, yeah, Charlie, sure, great idea. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, I was joking. Um, if it wasn't for beautiful, beautiful Gretchen already cosplaying the armor, I would snap. I would 100% snap it up in a second. I love that costume with a passion. Mm-hmm. For real. I would like a Black Series helmet of uh, the armor's Ooh, helmet. That would look... But yeah, but they'd have to get the paint job right. They'd have to get like the bronze look. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, just so. Um, no. For serious, for reals, for reals, the armor. Okay. Okay. Um, shoot. I had no preparation for this. Has Fizzler, when are you going <laughs> to cosplay? Please. <laughs> His helmet's so small, though. He looks so weird. <laughs> That's because he's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, let me think here. Uh, a Trandosian. Oh, dude, you just took mine. I'm just kidding, though. <laughs> no. I took yours. <laughs> yeah, great. Now i got to find a different one. <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, maybe just just one of the random Mandos, I think. I don't know. One, <laughs> one of the kit-bashed Mandalorians in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't have any prep for this one, so... <laughs> Have prep for any I thought of we it. didn't need prep, Johnny. No, I thought I know. it was better if we just flowed. And yeah. <laughs> it is. It really is. Because look at me. I'm like, oh, duh, I don't know. 
right. Since the Trandoshan was a joke, I wish I was. I would rather do. But uh, I kind of <laughs> like the Trandoshans in the in the Clone Wars for real. Like I think they're pretty cool in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said that. Um, I'm going to go with R5 if I could fit in his little. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's actually so cool. Oh my god! Yes. That would you know? be a very big R5. It'd <laughs> be a big one. You know, you'd have to like use, you know, your imagination, you right? Know? But um, I would do it. I would, I would, you know, he's been, you know, he's, he's been kicked around. He's been, you know, he's been kind of forgotten about, but uh, he always comes in in these moments and you know, he comes out of nowhere and saves, you know, not, you know, he's, he's useful here and there. There he is. He comes out of nowhere, you say. Huh? Yeah, he comes out of nowhere. And then he's, you know, then he's one of the important people. And then he's out. Yeah. And then he's out again. Right. So. You know, that's all I like to do. Just quick, quick, you know, so I identify a little bit. A little quick, quick jabs, and then he's out. <laughs> that's funny, dude. Be a droid. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'll be an Anzalin. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Babu Frick. <laughs> I wonder if anybody has done that yet. We should all be, we should be the three Anzalans in the droid workshop. That should be what we cosplay as. <laughs> if celebration ever happens again near Ohio, I'm flying over and the three of us are going as Anzalans. Yes. Done. <laughs> that is the way. It is, is the way. The way. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a good question, though, dude. You totally. I love that. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah. I, you know, from before, because he got me. I even <laughs> I should know better that the two words got me good. So, yeah, I, God, there, I know there's something else I wanted to bring up with this episode, but I'll remember it when we're done. <laughs> That's always the case. Um, obviously, there's been a huge amount of Star Wars celebration news, which I'm sure people are keeping up with just a bunch of panel announcements and all of that sort of stuff. So I won't right. dig into that right now, even though it's so close now. If I think about it, I'll have a panic attack. Um Oh boy. Mm. The only interesting real bit of Star Wars news is uh, this is taken from BBC News. When there is a threat of incoming Russian missiles in the Ukraine, a familiar voice can be heard by millions warning them to take cover. Mark Hamill, what? the actor known for playing Luke Skywalker, um, has recently lent his voice to the Air Alert System app linked to the Ukraine's air defence system. It says, attention air raid alert, proceed to the nearest shelter. Don't be careless. Your overconfidence is your weakness. The alert is over. May the force be with you. Whoa. Wow. Serious? So That's Mark Hamill is helping keep people safe. Yeah. From airstrikes and missiles. Luke Skywalker's around. Nothing can, you know. Yeah. Man, I feel for those people, Aww. man. Yeah, the actor said he decided to lend his voice to the app after admiring the Ukrainian resistance to Russia's invasion last year, which he said evoked comparisons with Star Wars. A fairy tale wow. about good versus evil is resonant with what's going on in the Ukraine. Yeah, um, a guy, um, a guy just started working from Poland, and his wife's Ukrainian, and and they came over. Um, you know, they've got these special um, visas to come over, and uh, you know, they're refugees, really. Mm. So, you know, I, I'm glad he showed up, though. Like, totally saved the day here in the United States. So, you know. Mm. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, or else they'd be living there if they didn't have this conflict. But, wow, that's great to hear. I'm going to let him know because I'm going to let him know that little tidbit no, that Mark I'm, Hamill. Because he's a big Star Wars fan. That's sweet. We talk I, Star Wars all the time at work today. Mm. and. <laughs> You see, yeah, you heard our episode a couple of episodes ago. So, 
yeah, Mark Hamill's also raising money uh, by selling a bunch of like signed posters and merchandise and helping raise funds in that way. But I just think that's a really sweet. It says at the end of the article, uh, someone who was a user of the app was interviewed and said it's kind of a Ukrainian mentality to find some humor even in the bad situation. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that speaks volumes. It's a very people. human. Yeah. Right. Very human thing to do. So yeah, uh, please enjoy my wholesome nugget of Star Wars news for the evening. That was very touching. Yeah, he really is Luke Skywalker in a lot he of ways. Is. That is absolutely something Luke Skywalker would do. Mm-hmm. For real. Voice the Rebel Alert systems. Cannon, that's what he actually did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Um, Thank you. I had so fun. much fun. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. Yeah, contact us at clonearmyradio at gmail.com and at clonearmyradio on Instagram. And anyone else, if they feel like it, is welcome to come and pester me on Instagram at runningbackjaku. I love it. Please, I love it so much. Makes me so happy when people chat to me. Thanks. Yes. All right, so we'll see everybody next week. May the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be witches. May the Schwartz be with you. Do it. Admiral Pietro.